Fasten your seatbelts. It's going to be a bumpy night. You don't understand. This is a liar. How can you think that I'm her dad, but we both look exactly the same age? We do not look the same age. I was being kind. Wait, I'm going to hypnotize him. I hereby christen this mutton Barbie camper. Priscilla, queen of the desert. Hello and welcome to this episode of Pop Goes the Tam Tam. We've reached the final destination of the shipping cruise and the month oh love is officially at an end. This series has taken us to meet couples from across the galaxy and I hope that you have enjoyed it as much as I have. I'd like to thank all of my wonderful guests for taking us all on this journey. Liz and Sabine from Conversations on Eagle Mountain, Carlin Jones from the Starfighter Full Movie Podcast, Talia Franks from the Wibbly Wobbly Timey Wimey Podcast and of course Jack again. Thank you so much for everything that you have contributed and for lending me your time. This final destination on the shipping cruise is something a bit different for this is not a canon couple but instead a much beloved fanon couple and for those not in the know fanon is a way of saying we'd like these two people to get together but they never have apart from in our imaginations so for this last episode i'm joined by a very special guest, announce yourself, special guest. Hi, I'm Sabine. But it's not just Sabine, is it? It's Sabine from Conversations on Eagle Mountain, the podcast. Yeah, it is, it is. And dare I say, the unofficial voice of Trudy. After all these years, I, I can almost say so. <laughs> oh, it feels weird to say that. <laughs> And official spokesperson for The Chosen. We can say that. You are the official (laughs) spokesperson. Forget The Guardian. Sabine is here. (laughs) I mean, I have gone by the Supreme Mother for so many years, so... Uh, That's just you now. That sounds about right. That is you. You are the Supreme Mother. (laughs) I have brought you here to talk about a ship a couple that doesn't actually exist in canon. So here we're going canon divergent. And we are going to talk about Trudy and Jack from the tribe. But before we get into that, I want to ask you a question. Does Trudy and Jack have any couple name that was invented by fans? Or are they just Trudy and Jack? No, it's track. It has been and always will be track. Nice. I like that track. It sounds like we're going to listen some jungle or whatever the kids listen to nowadays. <laughs> I've probably just really shown my age there. <laughs> Without further ado, let's get into the two main characters in track, which are Trudy and Jack. Let's start off with Trudy. So who is Trudy? Oh, obviously my favourite character. Obviously. Um, but yeah, Trudy is just she's a young girl who's been through i dare say more trauma than anyone else throughout Mm. the whole five seasons of the tribe Uh, first person to become a mother after the virus hit Mm. at a very very young age no she's been kidnapped her child has been kidnapped 
and nobody seemed to care about that. So her only way to save her child was knowingly going with the Chosen, mm. which a lot of people in the fandom hate her for. But she did what she thought was right for her and her child. Yeah. And in that, she saved Lex's life, mm. which is often overlooked, because he was about to be killed if she hadn't given up herself and Brady to go with the maniac that is the Guardian and all his brainwashing skills. So yeah, she, she seemed to be one of the figureheads of the Chosen, but in reality she didn't have that much power. No. And when she was finally saved from them, yeah, she was... You know, people always looked at her like she was one of the most horrible people around. Yes. For quite some time. Even though many of them would have done the same thing, if not much worse. Yeah, I completely agree. And I think it's interesting that Trudy does get a lot of hate from the fan community. And I don't think it's fair because unlike all the other characters, as you so rightly said, she's the only one who's responsible for somebody else's life, the life of her daughter Brady. And I think while everybody else can act as a solo unit, or yes, there is someone they love, there's someone they care about, but in reality, they can kind of look after themselves most of the time. But this baby's completely dependent on Trudy. And Trudy is a proper adult, which the other kids aren't. Because she has this adult responsibility and there is somebody out there who relies 100% on her. And it takes her a while to sort of embrace that. But once she does, she's all in. I just, I never really understood the hatred she gets because she's such an interesting character. She's so conflicted. I think a lot of the hatred has to do with how people remember Trudy. If they Mm. think about Trudy, they think about... um, the way she was after Brady was first born. Mm. You know, she had a postnatal depression, which wasn't something that was often recognized by people. Mm. You know, everyone goes, oh, she left that baby. She wanted everyone to cater to her. Mm. And then she was all high and mighty, lording it over them as Supreme Mother. But, you know, it's she didn't choose that life. No. She must have been so scared. Yes. And it's very oh, much... I- a child having to deal with those adult responsibilities before they're too ready as well. Yeah, I think it's Bray who rightfully says it in the beginning when even Amber says, when he mentions that Trudy had a draft, Amber just goes, why? What makes her so special? And he keeps going, no, it's different for her. It was always different for her. Mm. I was thinking that's actually something we managed to ask Ray at some point, mm-hmm. uh, how his view on that was. And he agreed that there could be a certain level of neurodiversity uh, mm. playing a part in Trudy's character, which made the whole wor- world changing so suddenly, including having that baby even more, you know, hard on her, harder than it was on the other teens mm. in the Mallrats, who, yes, they lost their parents, they lost their family, but they didn't instantly gain that much of a responsibility mm. with it as well. Yeah. Yeah, and you were a mum... You know what it's like when you have a baby. You do want your own mum. You know, you need that experience yeah. of an another adult woman. It, like, it doesn't matter how old you are. You want that connection with your mum or whoever. And yeah, whoever. that's gone from her. And I suppose having Brady would also give you the perspective that the other children don't have is how their parents felt 
when they knew they were going to die. That, that too. But it also explains part of her clinginess to Bray. Yeah. Because that's the one person who knew her before. Mm. And I'm not counting Ebony as people she knew before. No. They knew each other, but they didn't really know each other. You'd see each other in the school. They weren't particularly friends. You're not going to know anything about no. that person at all. I mean, the only thing they knew about each other is that they both wanted Bray. Yeah. That doesn't make for very good conversation or very good bond between those two girls. No. So yeah, with Bray being the only one who's been there through everything with her, I get why she clings to him so desperately. Yeah, yeah. It's really well written. And I would say, I'd always say that Trudy is one of the most interesting characters in terms of development and the writing around her because unlike a lot of the other characters so for instance I had Liz on the show talk about Lex and Tyson and we were talking about Mm. how the writing for Lex took a dive in series five because they really didn't know what to do with him but Trudy who is a character like Lex who's been in it since the start and not really had some breaks but not has has been their core cast member. I would say her writing remained solid. They always kind of knew who Trudy was, even though Amber got yep. lost. They didn't know what to do with Lex. Celine goes, kind of tries to occupy that space that Amber had, and then goes back to being Celine again. But Trudy stays consistent. Yeah. She does. She stays very consistent, which is one of the things I like about her. Uh, But I also still feel Trudy was wronged on the show because Mm -hmm. for some reason it felt like Trudy could never get catch a break. Yeah. Especially when it came to her love life, when she finally thought, okay, Bray was a no-go. Perhaps, you know, Amber doesn't want Jay, so I can go for that. And even that wasn't meant to be. Yeah. I would, however, say... That the issue with that relationship, I always thought, was that I always got the sense that if Trudy had any sense, she should keep away from any man that Amber and Ebony have had a prior interest in, right? (laughs) Because people always talk about Amber related to Jake. But let's be honest, Ebony snagged him first, she was there first. And I think that unholy trio of Ebony, Mm -hmm. Amber and Trudy being interested in any man. Trudy, run. Just get yourself a new man that neither of them ever met before. Because this will only end Uh, in one way and it will end in Amber's way. (laughs) I I always wondered if that was why she didn't go for Pride. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but but the thing is, Amber didn't want Pride. That's the thing. tried it on with pride and he didn't want her so actually Trudy probably would have had a successful life with pride (laughs) yeah possibly it's interesting what you say and they wait quite late up until series five to give her a proper love interest Mm -hmm. which is yeah (laughs) yeah even then she has to (laughs) Mm co-share she has to go go share she has to hand him over yeah, I mean... Season 5 had one moment where I thought, oh, maybe this is going to be a match for Trudy when we saw her and Mega and Brady mm. and Mega giving Brady that teddy bear. Yes. There was that little moment where I thought, okay, is this finally going to happen? Is she going, going to get some happiness? But no, 
No, nothing yeah, for gone. Trudy. The, 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 the basket's empty. <laughs> so we've kind of touched on who Trudy is. Shall we talk about the other person in this equation? Shall we talk yeah. about Jack? Yeah. You know, Jack, much like Trudy actually, is more of an outsider to the yeah. bigger group. Sure, at some point he gets Ellie, but even that's complicated. Yes. But there are a lot, which is interesting, a lot of fans don't like Jack because of the way he behaves to other people. Yeah. You know, he's got a severe lack of tact at times. Mm. Well, I think if we're talking about neurodivergency mm -hmm. with the characters, I think Jack Jack. probably Mm -hmm. is autistic. He's on that spectrum. Absolutely. And it's really interesting that you said about Trudy being an outsider and Jack also being an outsider. But I also think the thing about Jack and Trudy, which would make them quite an interesting couple and makes Mm -hmm. them interesting characters, is that they're both quite complicated He's a liar and a cheat and a deceiver, but he's also a good friend, a faithful companion. You know, he becomes all mm-hmm. these things and he's multifaceted. Yeah. There's lots of different exactly. sides to him, like Trudy. Yeah, un- unlike some other people who are just, you know, who, who just want one thing yeah. throughout the whole show and only show one side of themselves. Yes. Yeah, Jack is. Jack has so many different faces. Yeah, and it's honestly it's so interesting to see because, yeah, we do see him with you know the whole Watergate scandal mm. of him hoarding water and then everything with Lex, but first him with the food store, everything that's that went on over there found himself a safe space. Yes, when the virus hit, and he let people in. Yeah, because fine, he he wanted them to be safe, but he didn't want Lex inside because you know that's a big bully and prefer to stay as far away from bullies as he could mm-hmm. to then, you know, being taken away from that choice. But yes. When something needs to be done, Jack figures it out. And he's very pragmatic when it yeah. comes to his survival. He's prepared to do things that other people wouldn't do, like hiding. Like hiding, but also, you know, there was a point in time where uh, they suggested, okay, We've captured Ebony. What should we do with her? Mm. And Jack just goes, okay, let her starve. Yeah. You know, it's, why should we feed her? Yes. the enemy. In a state of survival, I get why that's, you know, it's even though it's less humane, from his point of view, it makes sense. Yeah. Because they can't let her go because she knows where they are. They yeah. don't want to kill her themselves. So no, someone like, her. and someone like Jack who is as clever as he is, would work out, you know, our best option is just to never open the cage door and just let her die of yeah. dehydration or starvation. Yeah, and he knows that's not going to take forever. No. It's a couple of days. Yeah, but it shows a real hardness that I think becoming part of the mole rats, he loses that to some extent. Yeah, certainly. And he needed to lose some of that. Yeah. You know, because you can't go on living. No. I mean, what are you living for? That's the ethos of the show, isn't it? You have to find something to actually make it worthwhile or you're just surviving. Jack does a lot of things for the mole rats. Yes. But at the end of the day, they don't show the level of gratitude that he kind of deserves. 
to be honest. It's him and Dell together creating that water filter, all the knowledge they've gathered. And in many ways, they're what enables the more rats to get a reputation in the yeah, city. exactly. But at the end of the day, everyone looks at, okay, the more rats, yeah, we have Jack. Uh, they don't say we have Jack. They always say we have Lex. Mm. If they talk about the men, they talk about Bray, Lex and Ryan. Yes. But is that because they're living in a world where it's all gone back to when you're at school and the bigger kids are the ones that everyone's afraid of? And Jack and Dahl are sort of like secret weapons. You wouldn't want another tribe to take them. Like Ebony, Mm -hmm. I've always found it interesting that Ebony wasn't more interested in just kidnapping Dahl and Jack because somebody like that so would. Because she could just scare the hell out of Jack. And I don't think she could do that with Dal, but I think Jack would definitely work with Ebony just to survive. He absolutely would. And I still say Jack would have made a wonderful techno. Oh well. my God, yes. I need to, yes. The the fact that Jack did not come back as a techno is just, I don't understand it. What they were doing, because he is like, the fact that it was Tyson over Jack and I understand. I mean, I kind of don't mind Tyson as a techno. I, I get, I, I get Tyson as a techno. Because, yes. And well, because Jack has become very good at hiding. So yeah. when the technos came, he hid under the bed, which doesn't say much about their intelligence. But not having him as a techno, I think, was a terrible, terrible mistake. <laughs> it certainly was a mistake on the techno side. Yeah, and I also think as a story beat. It makes it more conflicting if one of your own has already gone over. And then if you add into the mix, we find out later that Tyson's also a techno. And Mm -hmm. to be honest, I always thought Ellie should have presented the TV pro. You know, when we have the techno with the head. I'm like, why is that not Ellie? (laughs) You know, her dream was to become a journalist. I never understood why they didn't make Ellie the face of the techno TV so interesting to see if Jack had become a techno and Ellie was still with the Morats, that would have been such a much bigger conflict than Chloe and Ved. Yes. Yeah, because they had that history together. Yeah, it's less falling for the enemy, even though Ellie has a habit of that. Mm. No, no, let's be fair to Ellie, okay? (laughs) Alice pays a big percentage of what was going on there. She was essentially pimping her Mm. sister out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Absolutely. also, I think Luke kind of gets scot-free as well, because mm-hmm. Luke is in this position Luke of authority, and also he's already threatened to kill Ellie once. Do you remember when he said that they were going to execute yeah. her? And I would say the same way that Tr- Trudy gets dumped on, I think Ellie gets dumped on as well. Yeah. And it's not fair, because if we look at it as it really is, then it's much more muddy than it first appears to be. It, it absolutely is. I do not hold Ellie falling for yeah. against her. My main issue is that when Jack came back, she still chose Luke. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's where my issue with that lies. I completely agree with you there. It was a low point for her. <laughs> yeah. No, it's... I think that that's what makes it different for me. It's not the part where she was his captive, but when they were free mm. and they were rid of the Guardian, she still chose Luke. Yeah. Ellie being part of the Mole Rats, Jack being part of the Technos, 
then becoming friends again and then become restarting their relationship and we know at that point that mega was backing trying to do like soft soft with the mole rats so he would be like no go over have lunch whatever yeah it's a shame we didn't get that <laughs> what is it about this relationship that you would have liked to have seen a big part of me being invested in truth and jack has to do with years of role playing them mm-hmm. as a couple <laughs> that helps um yeah what what drew me to the idea of trudy and jack is mainly that they're you know further removed from the center of basically the current morat's love triangles that we see we have you know we have jay and i wanted trudy as far away from jay as i possibly possibly imagine yeah i can see her falling for someone that's not her standard type so someone that's not you know the pretty boy Mm. the teenage dream and even when we look at how trudy was in in season one and in flashbacks we see trudy with martin before he came zoot Mm -hmm. martin uh was described especially in some of the books as a bit of a nerd Mm -hmm. Uh, like his his whole the type of person he was was more like the geeky side of jack yeah and i think that's something that just worked really well with trudy it's Jack is someone who, in a different way than someone like Bray could, he can provide stuff because he has his brains, mm-hmm. um, he has his skills. So, you know, if need be, Jack would always work out a way to get them food, yeah, to get them water. And no, he doesn't need a guy that's, you know, able to smack everyone in the face. By the time we reach season five, she's learned how to do that herself. <laughs> yeah, I, I think part of what draws me to that combination is just... If he loves someone, he loves them unconditionally. No, yeah. he'll go f- completely in, and that's something Trudy desperately needs—a guy that will choose her. Yes, her and her daughter would be completely all in. And we saw how Jack was with Ellie mm. in the beginning. I mean, he even gave up his safety—the kind of safety it was—when they were still trapped inside that, the mall with those chosen. Mm. He did what Ellie wanted him to because. He would do anything for her. Mm. And it got him caught. It got him shipped out. And I think you see with... And this is just a... I mean, not that friendships aren't just as important as romantic relationships. But Mm -hmm. her relationship with Amber, before that Jay stuff happens, she kind of blossoms because she has this Mm -hmm. friend. And they are so connected by everything that's going on and that their children are cousins and that... Mm-hmm. they've always been there for each other and Amber was there when Brady was born and Trudy was there when Bray was born and they're kind of locked together and mm-hmm. they've always got each other's backs and you can see Trudy mm-hmm. when she's got someone like that like you say Bray as well when she's got someone who's in her corner she tends to really do well but when when she hasn't got anybody or she feels like she's losing that person when all that stuff and Jay and Amber happened, she didn't just lose her boyfriend. She lost Amber as well. And I would argue that Amber yeah. was probably the more uh, important relation to her at that point yeah. because she'd always been there. Suddenly Amber was gone. Yeah. I mean, I think if Trudy and Jack had got together, it might have been interesting to see the sort of storyline we were starting to get with Trudy and Bray being friends with Ellie and Jack. Uh-huh. So if they'd gone yeah. from being a couple to then being friends, mm-hmm. because I think that 
both of them have the capacity to do that. Yeah. It would have been, yeah. So Jack and Trudy as the couple and then Ellie as their friend. Yeah. Could have been very, very interesting. Yeah. And different for the tribe as well, because they're always like, no, she has to be shipped off. <laughs> mm-hmm. Everybody has to be shipped off. Yeah. If they don't have a... Yeah, I mean, Trudy's the only one who doesn't have a boyfriend but isn't taken immediately away to No Boyfriend Island. (laughs) So why do you think that this couple never became a canon couple? Well, one, because Trudy, because whenever she has a glimpse of happiness, it has to be taken away as soon as possible. Mm. I think they wanted to keep a lot of fans happy. So even if we would have had a season six, they probably would have stuck with Jack and Ellie. Mm-hmm. Unless they, by some magic, ran into Luke again. Yeah. But, so I, I don't think they ever had that real chance no. in the show itself. There, there is one moment I do love though when Jack at some point is back in the mall. Mm-hmm. We have Trudy suddenly very excited to see Jack and them, and the two of them hugging, and it's it's truly adorable to see. If they had ended up a couple, what? Would you have liked to have seen happen to them? What sort of storylines would you have liked to have seen Trudy and Jack have? There's are so, so many. Mm-hmm. And it all depends on what would happen, you know? What would happen after season five? Where would they end up with that boat? How are we going to get rid of Ellie? Um, <laughs> preferably by keeping her alive, you know? Yeah. Honestly, I could have seen something happening, like, because we know he's out there somewhere. We saw Luke leave with the Guardian, mm. and we know the Guardian is a captive. Mm. But Luke must be out there somewhere. I would have loved to see that conflict, Yeah, you know, being left again for Luke mm. is something that would probably crush his fate in women. Mm-hmm. And after what Trudy has just been through with Amber and Jay, mm. he's probably the one person who would actually understand that. Yeah. And would be able to snap him out of his issues. You know, part of it would would have worked like that you know ellie for even if it was for someone else but ellie leaving him for someone else mm. i think could have been a big trigger point yeah uh for trudy and jack to start off from yeah after a while after her being there for him consoling him without ellie he doesn't really have anyone to no that's true not on that level and you know yes he said he's glad that amber and jay I can't imagine her being thrilled about being cooped up at them. No. <sighs> Having to watch that every day. Mm. That's yeah, I I could see the two of them connecting over, you know, basically shared trauma. Yeah. And I mean I guess the other thing you could say is if you didn't bring Luke back if you still had them leaving on that boat but maybe they get shipwrecked Mm -hmm. and amber and jay and trudy and jack end up on one side of the island and he's separated from ellie and trudy can't stand to always be around amber and jay and the baby Uh and they just get closer and then ellie comes out of the jungle but they're already a couple you know (laughs) it would have been a lot of fun yeah, it would. It definitely would have. I, I would have. I honestly, I would have loved to see that. You know, Ellie being missing for whatever reason, Ellie was missing. Yeah, and just you know that them connecting. Mm. But having no they're... choice but to connect as well. Like they're the only two yeah. people, maybe who are here at all. I mean, let's put them on their own island. 
and it's just yeah. them and Brady and they, they just have to, to make the best out of it. Oh, can you imagine the arguments though? Yeah, it would be like, Brady would be like, can you two just shut up now? <laughs> mm-hmm. Or Jack thinking, yeah, no, no, good luck, I'm going to do this on my own. Yeah. Turning around and realising I've grown as a person, I can't leave a mother and child behind. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And actually just missing Trudy because he misses mm. her. He misses someone to talk to. Yeah. Yeah, and they've never really, they've never spent a lot of one-on-one time together. It's usually been in oh. groups. Like you say, there are small yeah. incidents where it's like the two of them. But it's always kind of awkward. But them having to yeah. spend an X amount of time together and having to talk to each other. So first comes the arguments, then comes the just the, do you want this last piece of bread? Then comes the the conversations that you have at like four o'clock in the morning when you think you two might be the only people left alive, Uh, you know. (laughs) And can you imagine, I mean, we had a lovely moment and we connected a lot with Del and basically took him away from Jack. Yeah. Yeah, but that's yeah. another thing that they could connect over because yeah. both of them yeah. had a relationship with Dal and that's something that they could talk about. Like, she could have said, oh, Dal taught me how to do this. And then he'd be mm-hmm. like, do you know what? I haven't been able to talk about Dal to anyone other than Ellie no. for such a long time. And, and Ellie really didn't want to talk about it. No. Because, you know, she she was hurting, but she'd already dealt with it. Yeah. By the time... Jack heard that Dal was dead. Ellie had already gotten over that. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> this has to happen now. <laughs> I want to read this. <laughs> Somebody write this as a fan fiction, please. <laughs> they have a lot of things in common. Yeah, they do. More yeah. than people realize. Yeah, yeah. Because I, I think that's what would make them work. I think so much of it is surface level, isn't it? Uh, and especially yeah. when you're young watching the show, because I watched it as a teenager and it's you know, like a young teenager and mm-hmm. you take so much of it surface level. I mean, I'm going to say I had a crush on Jack, so I thought he was hot. <laughs> but at the age I was, that seems about right. So, yeah, I think so much of Trudy is considered to be like she's whinging or she's whining all the time Mm -hmm. and she's hysterical but actually all of the things she does gets taken for granted all the time Mm -hmm. the support she gave them like you say before Amber and Zandra died and then after Amber and Zandra died she's really the one that keeps them all together yeah and then her baby gets kidnapped and nobody gets yeah yeah, because they don't take it seriously because it's just, no. it's Trudy again being hysterical. Trudy's gone yeah. off on the deep end. And I would say, even if Trudy isn't neurodivergent, I do think she probably had a, some mental illness. Yeah, absolutely. But that doesn't mean that you shouldn't listen to her when her baby's been stolen. I mean, she doesn't exactly lie about stuff like that on the regular, does she? Oh, she just says it so simply. And Bray was there, you know, it's, he was there when it happened and, yeah. had, and everyone only cared about Patsy, which, you know, I get she's a little girl, but 
as Trudy rightfully stated, but he's a tiny baby. He's completely helpless. Yeah, yeah. But then they're kids. They don't have the priorities that the rest of us do. Oh. They've got it all mixed up, haven't they? Because they don't know what it's like to have a baby and they don't know what it's like yeah, to be a parent. I don't know. Just the fact that they didn't instantly go after Brady. The fact alone that Bray did not go after Brady. Mm. The last person in his bloodline. Yeah. Crying out loud. Crazy. Real link to his brother. Yeah, but I mean, I could, I could, we, I could invite you back for another podcast where we just rip the hell out of Bray (laughs) and all of the decisions that he made. In his defense, we need Maggie for that. Yeah, that's true. We need, we need to really go in on him, but also have the voice of Maggie. You know, because, I mean, when you get down to it, these are just children. They are not equipped for any of the things they're being asked to do. They make stupid mistakes, but they don't have the benefit of being 18, 19, 20, 40, 50. They don't have that. They're they're learning everything from scratch and they really, really, really make a lot of mistakes. (laughs) They do. So it only leaves me to wrap this podcast up now because you've been an absolutely fabulous guest and I have loved talking about Jack and Trudy and I would love to talk about them separately as well to do a mini episode just on their different personalities because it was so interesting and I always love talking about the tribe with you you know this Sabine yeah I know and we love talking talking about the tribe with you Yes. That's well we're can we tell people? Yeah, we can announce the big news to the fans here if you wanna announce it. Yeah, sure. So I'm gonna be joining yeah. Conversations on Eagle Mountain <laughs> as a regular. <laughs> so exciting. Excited to have you back. Oh, I'm so because it's one of my well, it is my favourite podcast. I listen to every episode when it drops, and I cannot wait to join you guys. I'm gonna invite you now. This is a formal invitation to join me for a little Eurovision podcast where I'm gonna run down some of my favourite acts from this year who I might think might win. So if you're available, I'd love to have you on for that because I know you're everything Eurovision. That would be great. So I can't wait to have you back. Thank you for being such an amazing guest. My body was a boat, could you steer that sailor? Make it feel like it's a 1960s Hollywood trailer. Classic like cars, classic like Elizabeth Taylor. Uh, need you to romance me, yeah, I need to give another take. What I need is cause I come on.